1: Messieurs, merci d'avoir patienté et bienvenue à la conférence téléphonique concernant les résultats du deuxième trimestre de l'exercice 2021 de TC Transcontinental. Pendant la conférence, tous les participants seront en mode d'écoute seulement. Une période de questions suivra la présentation des, et des directives vous seront données à ce moment. Nous désirons vous rappeler que cette conférence est enregistrée, aujourd'hui, le 9 juin 2021. Welcome to the TC Transcontinental second quarter of fiscal 2021 results conference call. During the presentation, all participants will be in a listen-only mode. Afterwards, be a, we will conduct a question-and-answer session and instructions will be provided at that time. As a reminder, this conference is being recorded today, June 9, 2021. I would now like to turn the conference over to Yann Lapointe, Director in Investor Relations. J'aimerais maintenant céder la parole à Yann Lapointe, Director Relations avec les Investisseurs. Monsieur Lapointe, please go ahead.
2: Thank you, Gabriel, and good afternoon to all on the line. I hope you and your family are healthy and continue staying safe. Welcome to TC Transcontinental's second quarter 2021 results conference Call. Before we begin, I'd like to highlight that we have provided, as we have done last quarter, a slide presentation to help guide today's discussion. The presentation, along with the press release and the MD&A with complete financial statements and related notes, were issued earlier today, are all available on our website at tc.tc under our Investor Relations section. A replay of this conference call will also be available on our website after the call. We have with us today our President and Chief Executive Officer, Francois Olivier, and our Chief Financial Officer, Donald Lecavalier. Before I turn the call over to management, I would like to specify that this conference call is intended for the financial community. Media are in listen-only mode and should contact Nathalie Saint-Jean Senior Advisor Corporate Communication for more information or interview requests. Please be reminded that that some of the financial measures discussed over the course of this conference call are non-IFRS. You can refer to the MD&A for complete definition and reconciliation of such measures to IFRS. In addition, this conference call might also contain forward-looking statements. These statements are based on the current expectation of management and information available as of today and they involve numerous risks and uncertainties, known and unknown. The risks, uncertainties, and other factors that could influence our actual results are described in the fiscal 2020 annual MDMA and in the latest annual information form. With that, I would now like to turn the call over to our president and CEO, François-Rivier. Thank you
3: again, and good afternoon, everyone. We delivered another strong quarter with a solid performance across our three sectors. I'm very proud of the resilience, innovation, and agility that our team demonstrated again this quarter as we continue to operate in the challenging context of the pandemic. Slide four gives an overview of our performance. In packaging, we generated solid EBITDA despite the negative impact of higher resin prices and the stronger Canadian dollar. In fact, excluding those two headwinds we would have recorded significant growth in the profitability versus last year. At the same time, sustainability continues to be a major focus for Transcontinental and the market is recognizing our R&D efforts. We'll come back to this in a minute. In print, One year after the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, we are pleased to return to organic revenue growth. We expect this trend to continue for the coming quarters. We are pleased with having also significantly increased profitability, despite the pandemic still impacting some of our customers. Excluding the Canadian wage subsidy, we recorded an adjusted EBITDA margin of 22.5%, compared to 17.9 last year. At the consolidated level, we continue to generate strong free cash flow that we use to deliver our balance sheet. The solid financial position provides us with the flexibility to invest in our growth, either organically or through acquisitions, in all of our three sectors. Moving to slide five. Our focus on employee safety has never been more important than during this pandemic. It was therefore natural for us to step up and respond to the Quebec government call for business to support its COVID-19 vaccination campaign. Since May 26, we are offering supervised vaccination to the local population, our employees, and their families at one of our Montreal sites. Moving to sustainability and packaging, our integrated approach to sustainable package is a competitive advantage that helps to differentiate us from our competitors and supports our growth. This is why we continue to invest in innovation and product development. We want to ensure that we remain ahead with our recycle-ready, compostable, and PCR product portfolio. We need to reduce waste and help the flexible packaging industry move towards a circular economy for plastics. Our innovation is being recognized by our customers and by the industry. In the last few months, we won several prizes for some of our new products, including a recent recognition for our post-consumer recycled shrink film, which we launched for the Coca-Cola company. Let me now come back to the performance of each sector for the second quarter. Our packaging sector had another solid quarter. In terms of revenues, we said last quarter that we expected full-year organic growth, excluding the impact of resin price, to be between 2 and 3%. After six months, we are in the middle of that range. With an expected strong second half of the year, we believe that we could reach a full-year number close to 3%. This growth is coming from investments in product R&D and CapEx, and from the ramp up of new business won over the last two years. Our balanced portfolio of products is very resilient and has enabled us to perform well during the pandemic. We expect that this growth will continue as the economy recovers, and the trend towards sustainable products continues to gain momentum. In terms of profitability, The double-edged winds of resin price increases and currency variation continue to have a significant impact. Donald will go into more details, but I want to highlight that we achieve very solid results when we exclude these external factors thanks to very strong execution. Our print sector also had a very solid quarter. As mentioned earlier, the sector returned to organic growth and continues to demonstrate its resilience in these challenging times. Our cost discipline and excellent execution allowed our print sector to generate very good margins in the quarter. With the lifting of some government restrictions impacting our customer, we expect to see substantial organic growth in the second half of the year. We also have very good momentum in our end store marketing group. We recently announced that we want an important customer representing over $20 million in annual revenues. We also announced the acquisition of BGI Retail, which not only brings additional business and capacity, but also adds a very talented team with skills that complement our product offering to retailers and brands. This acquisition offers significant cross-selling potential and sourcing opportunities and stronger design and execution capabilities. It also creates timely opportunities as we help retailers prepare for a post-pandemic environment by reinvesting in the in-store customer experience. With these recent announcements, our ISM group is expected to generate revenues of close to 200 million on an annualized basis, and we expect it to continue to grow. In summary, our capacity to better support retailers is clearly expanding. Not only do we continue to help retailers attract customers to their store with our flyer business, we also improve the in-store consumer experience with our full-service capabilities of in-store marketing. Our offer now includes interior and exterior signage, displays, fixtures and furnitures made in plastic, wood and metal. Quite a change from our traditional printing business. Finally, our media sector also had an excellent quarter with strong revenue and EBITDA growth. We continue to grow our share of revenues and vertical with a promising outlook like in-store marketing, books and pre-media, including our media sector, which also has good momentum Our growth verticals account now for about a third of our combined print and media portfolio. In conclusion, I want to leave you with a few messages. First, once again, all of our three sectors perform well in the quarter, highlighting our focus on operational excellence and ability to drive efficiency gains. Second, With the recent product introductions and the new business one in our packaging sector and the recovery in our printing sector, we expect solid organic revenue growth for the second half of this fiscal year. Finally, our healthy balance sheet and our ability to generate strong and predictable cash flows provide us with the flexibility to continue investing, to grow organically and through acquisitions in all three sectors. With that, I will turn it over to Donna
4: Thank you, Francois, and good afternoon. I will start with the consolidated numbers on slide six. Once again, we had a very strong performance across all three sectors and delivered a solid quarter. At a consolidated level, we reported revenues of $623.3 million in line with last year despite a negative currency impact of 24.2 million it's important to note that we generated organic growth in all three sectors during the quarter on the profitability front despite the negative impacts from risen prices and currency variation adjusted EBITDA increased from 104 million dollars in Q2 of last year to 107 million this year This improvement was operational and not due to the Canadian wage subsidy, as we received slightly less in the quarter than we did last year. I'll provide more details on profitability improvement in the sector-by-sector review. As we have seen in previous quarters, financial expenses declined as we continue to reduce our debt and benefited from lower interest rates. We also recently announced the sign of a new seven-year term loan at an interest rate below 2%. This will maintain our liquidity position and contribute to lowering our average interest rate. Tax rate in the quarter was at 24.4%, in line with our mid-20s guidance. This led to adjusted net earnings of $0.55 per share for the quarter compared to $0.50 last year, representing a 10% increase. Now moving to slide seven for a sector review. Our packaging sector posted another strong quarter. We generated $17.3 million of organic growth, mostly due to the higher price of resin. This growth was offset by a stronger Canadian dollar, which drove revenues lower than last year. Moving to profitability, as we told you in February, risen prices continue to have a temporary but significant negative impact in the quarter. Through efficiency gains and and a good mix, we were able to offset almost all of the risen impact, delivering very good performance. Adjusted EBITDA margin was 14.1% for the quarter, but it will have been north of 16%, excluding the lag impact of the risen pass through. In dollars, excluding risen and ethics, adjusted EBITDA will have been higher than last year. On slide eight, you can see that our printing sector had an exceptional quarter, Giving the continued pandemic context. While our clients, especially the retailers, are still impacted by COVID-19, reviews were up slightly as, on the one hand, we compared to the two pre-pandemic months of February and March, but on the other hand, we had a leisure come for April. This return to internal growth in print bodes very well for the coming quarters. We were very successful in further reducing our fixed costs and operated with very efficiently during the quarter. This led to an impressive 25% increase in profitability from adjusted EBITDA of $53.9 million last year to $67.3 million this quarter. This was a very strong operating performance by the sector as we delivered an adjusted EBITDA margin of 22.5%, excluding the subsidy, compared to 17.9% last year, a 460 BIPs improvement. Our media business also had an excellent quarter with strong revenue and EBITDA growth, building on the momentum gained in the last several quarters. Corporate expenses were higher than last year, mainly due to the stock-based compensation and a pension cost adjustment. Turning to cash flow from operating activities, we generated $83.3 million. The variation with last year is mainly due to the higher inventory driven by risen prices. In light with our growth aspirations, we continue to invest in CapEx with a total of spent of $27.6 million in the quarter. We also distributed $19.6 million in dividends. On slide nine, strong cash flow generation and a stronger Canadian dollar contributed to bringing our net debt ratio to 1.7 times, a very healthy level providing flexibility to execute on our growth strategy. Excluding the impact of IFRS 16, the ratio will be close to 1.5 times. Following the rating improvement by standard & force in February, Our efforts to deliverage the balance sheet were also recognized by VBRS, which changed our outlook from negative to stable and affirmed our investment-grade rating. Furthermore, at the end of the quarter, we had a total of $631 million of available liquidity. The strong financial position and our ability to generate stable, solid cash flow provide us with flexibility to capture future growth opportunities through organic growth and acquisitions. As for our outlook, in packaging, with risen prices increasing, we will continue to be diligent in managing the pass-through to our customers. However, because of the lag between the increases from our suppliers to the pass-through to our customers, we expect a significant negative impact in the third quarter similar to the one we saw in the second quarter. We also expect the stronger Canadian dollar to continue to be a headwind. You may recall that the U.S. dollar was trading at around 1.35 at the same time last year compared to 1.21 today. The negative impact is mainly on the conversion of our U.S. results back into Canadian dollars. This is partially offset by the lower financial expenses at the consolidated level, as most of our debt is in US dollars. In terms of revenues, we expect solid organic growth in packaging for the year, raising our outlook to close to 3%, excluding the impact of resin price. In print, we continue to expect volumes to recover in the second half of 2021, as we face easier comparables. In terms of profitability, Excluding the important impact of the Canadian Wage Subsidy Program, especially in the third quarter last year, we expect adjusted EBITDA to grow organically for the second half of fiscal 2021. The recent acquisition of BGI Retail, which offers significant synergies, both in terms of revenues and costs, should contribute positively going forward. Corporate costs. At the EBITDA level should be close to $40 million for the year due in part to the higher than usual stock-based compensation expense. In terms of use of cash for the year, in addition to continue looking for potential acquisitions, we are also looking to accelerate our organic growth through CAPEX. To that end, depending on the timing of potential key investments, we are likely to exceed $100 or 100 million dollars of planned capex for 2021. As for cash taxes, you can continue to assume around 50 million 50 million dollars for the year. On that note, we will now proceed with the question period.
1: Merci, mesdames et messieurs. Nous allons maintenant procéder à la période de questions et réponses. Si vous avez une question, veuillez appuyer sur les touches étoiles suivies du 1 sur votre téléphone à clavier. Une tonalité suffira à entendre, confirmant votre demande. Les questions seront prises dans l'ordre qu'elles auront été acheminées. Veuillez également vous assurer de décrocher le récepteur de votre appareil téléphonique si vous utilisez la fonction "fonction <coughs> mains libres" avant d'appuyer sur des touches. En remontant, s'il vous plaît, pour la première question. Thank you. One moment, please. Ladies and gentlemen, we will now conduct the question and answer session. If you have a question, please press star followed by the one on your touchtone phone. You will hear a tone acknowledging your request. Your questions will be polled in the order they are received. Please ensure you lift the handset if you are using speakerphone before pressing any keys. One moment please for your first question. Votre première question vient de Marc Neville de Scotiabank. Your first question will come from Marc Neville of Scotiabank. Please go ahead.
0: Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24 banking services debit card provided by BankOr Bank NIA or Stride Bank NIA members of FDIC SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola Pepsi or 7-Up all with your card Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
2: Hi,
5: good afternoon. Thanks for taking the questions. Um, maybe just first on resins, um, just so I, I just so we understand uh, a similar type impact in fiscal Q three. Things start to recover in Q4 as you raise price, and you know presumably sometime next year, early next year, sort of back to sort of pre-inflationary type margin. Is that sort of the way you think about it? Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. We, we had some uh, raise in April and May uh, that we still need to uh, that we other that we're digesting right now as we're paying more, and uh, we're going to be able to pass. Some of that increase in June and July to our customers. So, yeah, Q3 will be impacted uh, negatively by uh, the raise of, uh, of April and May. Uh, and after that, yeah, in Q4, uh, if there's no further raise, then, then things should start to ease up and uh, all of our growth uh, of profitability should uh should start to, uh, to 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 be to be seen more um, but we still have the headwind of the exchange but you know this is okay. just transferring our US business into Canadian dollar before a Canadian corporation so but uh, yeah and then obviously if there's further increase uh then we'll we'll have further uh hit but uh, obviously if there's some decrease uh then we should regain some of that money that um that that we gave away uh in the last uh, the last year or so, so yeah, yeah that's you, you got that right. The Q3 yeah. is the last. Uh, if there's no further raise, it's the last quarter where we should have negative impact, then things should start to turn uh, and stabilize for Q4 and the remaining of the year. What we're secretly praying for is is for some decrease. Both us and our customers are would would enjoy uh, seeing some decrease, but this is hard to predict if it's going to come or not.
5: And is there, is there any pushback from customers in terms of raising price? Presumably not, because it's industry-wide, but I'm just curious, and um, I guess the second part to the question, is there any issue sort of sourcing material?
3: Uh, oh, I wouldn't say pushback in the sense they're not happy, but uh, I think yeah. we all live in a very inflationary <sighs> world, not only resin that is going up. So. Yeah, like for most of our customer, uh, we have a formula that is pre-agreed in the contractual agreement, so they understand the game. So I don't, I don't say they would be, apt, you know, that they're happy, but no, they're they're not pushing back. And uh, our industry operates at a very high uh, capacity level, so you know, with uh, in some of the vertical we're in, we, we are still very busy and uh, and uh, are at the edge of the customer on time, so. Those who uh, feel that is not unfair, uh, you know, we, <laughs> we deliver other people that are, that are willing to, uh, to, to, to acknowledge that, that the price is going up and we're just, frankly, just passing it through. We're not looking to gain from that. Uh, in terms of uh, if, is there a problem getting material, in uh, some of the area of, uh, of our global supply chain, uh it's it's still very tight so uh the fact that we had good suppliers and a uh, good relationship was uh, was really tested in the last 6 months because uh in some areas of uh of uh what what we buy on the outside the supply chain is still very tight and we are still in an environment where uh, uh it seems that inflation is still uh, is still present but uh, but so far we've been able to manage that properly
4: Okay. And uh, Mark, maybe and, to uh, ju- yep. just to complete Francois's answer on Q4. Um, yes, you're right that if, if there's no more increase, it should stabilize. But for model purpose, if you for margin, uh, obviously will have an impact because uh, we sell at higher price, we have the profit. But uh, it, it will stay in the margin when you compare to Q4 of this of last year.
5: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um,
4: and then all the
5: the FX impact is it is it purely translation or is there any impact on the percentage margin
3: it's purely uh me do not complete my answer but uh for the bulk it's just purely uh translation our, our flexible business is is u.s we look at all the kpi and the results in u.s but because we're listed in canada we need to convert that at the end of the quarter and then you know, you you have a gain or or a loss right now. It's like Donat said, it's big loss, but it's it's purely conversion. So it is what it is. What what track is are we are we growing in U.S. dollar or no? And uh, if you factor out the resin uh, ourselves, our and uh, EBITDA is growing, and that's what we're uh, we're looking at, and that's what we're happy about it will
4: have uh, again complete a uh, slight impact because it, it actually what it does without going in details is you decrease your top line because you're selling in US and your profit decreases at the same time so it does play also in the margin uh, but uh, not uh, not as big as the, the, the risen will play into the margin but it will have an impact uh, and the, the, the most important thing is that it's not cash because obviously we, we, we generate free cash from the U.S., but we have interest in debt in the U.S. So on that side, we're protected. Right.
5: Okay. Uh, if I could ask this one more, I'm just curious if you could share um, the revenue contribution from BGI on an annual basis, if you could. Thanks for, thanks for, thanks for the time.
3: I don't know if we shared that uh, in, in our disclosure, uh, Donald. Have we not shared that? Uh, well, it's it's roughly 40 to 4, 40 45 million of additional revenue. That's why uh, our run rate was 40. We get a 20 million dollar customer. We're growing double digit. Besides that, and we just acquire about 40 million dollar of revenue. So that's why we're say. With the growth, we're probably past 200 million uh, of revenue in the end store uh, division. Right. Right. Okay. Great. Thanks a lot. Thanks again. Thanks.
1: And your next question will come from Adam Shine of National Bank Financial. Please go ahead.
6: Uh, thanks a lot. Good afternoon. Uh, maybe I can push a little bit more on resin, just to get a little clarity around you know the Q2 numbers. So. If we just look at the packaging revenue organic growth, which was just shy of 5%, I think you, know, you guys highlighted in a few places that uh, you know, most of that related to the resin prices. And I think your organic X resin in Q1 was like 5%. So in the H1, you're tracking to 2.5, you said. So are we, are we really a bit closer to zero, uh, just organic X resin in the Q2? Is that a fair place to be?
3: Yes. yeah right. uh, it's uh it, it's it's positive but but not a whole lot and and we knew that because, like I told you often Adam, there's a inventory thing in that business yeah. depending on what you ship but obviously uh if we think we're gonna be closer to the top of our range at three percent uh we obviously expect q three and q four uh to be stronger than three uh, percent if we're at two and a half, two and a half. absolutely. So we, yeah, so, you know, we're, we we were expecting that um, and uh, we give you guidance to the tree. We're at two and a half and now we're saying it's probably going to be much closer to tree than two and a half. So we expect uh, Q3 and Q4 to be uh, pretty good in terms of organic growth uh, and flexible packaging without uh, the resin. So, yeah, you've got yeah. that right. And, okay.
6: And I just, I just want to clarify one more thing on resin and then jump into one on, on printing. So on the EBITDA, um, if we look back at Q1, Q1, I think, Donald you were more specific in regards to, you know, 6, 7 million impact, uh, 150 beeps on margin. Are we looking in this Q2 at an impact that is at or meaningfully above 10 million at this point? Uh, is that something that you can maybe provide a little color on? Yeah,
4: on the bridge side, uh, when you bridge versus last year, we're at that level.
6: Okay, around the ten million mark. Okay. Um, Oh, a lot north. I mean, not to play prices right, but are you closer to fifteen than ten?
4: No, 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 no. You're 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 okay with our assumption.
6: Okay, thank you. All right, that's helpful. Um, And then, just in regards to, you know, the printing side, which obviously was the real big surprise in the period. And, you know, if I reflect back on some of the comments that Francois might have made back on Q1. You know, this was a business that seemed to be X subsidies. Maybe you guys thinking of you know a 19 to 20 percent level, and all of a sudden, you know, obviously he's delivered much above expectations. So maybe, maybe number one, can you just talk to what might have been incremental in terms of efficiencies and savings that materialized in the Q2 to drive this sort of upside surprise on printing margin? And then additionally, you know, just reflecting on prior comments, you know, Francois, when we think about a margin this year in printing, and, you know, I don't want you to be overly specific about it, but is it fair to say that an X subsidy margin is actually gravitating closer to 22% this year than necessarily 20% that was previously anticipated? Thanks.
3: Yeah. Well, you're asking me not to be specific, but you're pretty specific <laughs> about the margin, So, uh, I would say that, uh, you know, uh, I mentioned that earlier uh, when when we were forced in the COVID to operate uh, partially or with minimum people, uh, I guess we learned a few things on how we could run our platform because some plan had to be shut down and all that. And I think for the most part, I think we are operating right now with a much more uh, leaner organization, and then uh, we've moved some volume around, reallocated some equipment, shut down some equipment. So, you know, we operate with a with, with a lot more efficiently. So whatever volume uh, is is thrown at us uh, will 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 generate more margin now than than it did pre pre COVID, and, and we thought we were pretty good. Uh, before COVID, so just uh, to say that there's always room for improvement. So our, our cost structure and efficiency is much better. So that's 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 why the mainly the margin are higher. I would say also that we're putting the ISM group together, and we made a press release about moving, you know, five building into one building into Brampton. As this is ramping up, and other acquisition are coming in, uh, we're, and we're volume is coming in, Adam, you have a, you know, a huge impact on margin, you know, it's because everything is happening on the same time, you know, lower cost base, more sales, uh, and, and then a better product mix that enable you to win more business. And you put all, all that together, uh, you know, our, uh, our target for our ISM business was 15%. I think now we think that, uh, you know, we could maybe reach uh, eventually 20, So, so uh, which is similar to print. Uh, yeah. You want me to be not specific? Uh, I won't be specific, uh, but I can tell you that this year I think our print margin will start with a 2 when it's all said and done. Okay.
6: I think inevitably it will. All right. I'll leave it there and queue up again. Thank you.
3: Thank you.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, if there are any additional questions at this time, please press star followed by one. And as a reminder, if you are using speakerphone, please lift the handset pre- before pressing any keys. Your next question will come from the line of David McFadden of Cormac Securities. Please go ahead.
7: Oh, yeah, hi. A couple of questions. So. I mean, you sort of touched on it, but I was just wondering—you know—given the strength of printing in the quarter in terms of the EBITDA margin, as you see the business uh, pick up, volume picks up, are these costs that you've taken out are these truly sustainable, or are you, you're going to have to add those costs back in just to support a higher revenue? Um, I know this year you said that the printing EBITDA margin probably starts with a two, but I'm just wondering. You know, as volume really picks up, assuming it picks up, you know, is that really sustainable, Um, you know, based on the last – this quarter's results? And then secondly, you know, where are you guys at on acquisitions? I know acquisitions is always something you've done every year. And in the past, you indicated that this year you probably active as well. And I was just wondering if that's still the case. Thanks. Yeah.
3: um Yeah. in terms of uh, the way we operate in printing and is it sustainable? I would say not only sustainable, we could still improve. from more we are, so that's kind of giving you how I feel about, about that part. Uh, and uh, the only thing that you know that that you know excite me about about what I call the traditional business of Transcontinental, which is our printing and media business, uh, and my remark. I mentioned that this portfolio is about a billion tree, if you include the media business. Uh, What we just said is that a third of that, a third of that uh, is actually growing. And I'm not talking about print is growing because of the COVID. I'm actually talking about in-store marketing, book printing, pre-media, and our media business. What I just mentioned is a third of our revenue and probably more than a third of our EBITDA and it's actually a growing and a lot of what I did talk just mentioned not only growing is growing double digit and my view is with uh, market share gain and uh, and a little bit of m a and and uh, and, and POP, uh we hope that pretty soon half of our revenue and printing and media uh, uh, is going to be actually growing, so this is that 's what you know uh, excite me about the traditional business of, of transcontinental so yeah, I think not only sustainable, I think we could continue to have our portfolio uh, evolving. Uh, people think of the print group uh, like it was uh, fifteen years ago, uh, but it 's a quite different business and uh, you know for me, if you mm. have more than Your business in a business that is growing you're actually a growth business instead of a declining business in terms of the acquisition uh, Uh what is that we have opportunity to acquire obviously the biggest uh, place is 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 flexible packaging uh, and we're very active and and we're looking forward to make acquisition but uh, the right one at the right price and this this market is very competitive right now there's a lot of uh, private equity money around uh, that space so that that make it a little bit more complicated for us but there's still opportunities but what also people overlook is we have an opportunity to acquire in our media business which is a a business that derives fantastic return on capital employee actually the the best within Transcontinental and in the the print sector uh, with the uh, uh, growth uh, story that we have in pop, uh, we could also make acquisitions. So uh, yes, we are uh, thinking of acquisition in the tree sector, and and we are looking at files in, in the tree sectors, print, media, and packaging.
7: Okay, thank
1: you. We do not have any questions, Lapointe. There are no further questions at this time. Well,
2: thank you all for joining us on the call today, and I look forward to speaking to you soon.
1: Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes today's conference call for today. Thank you all for participating. Please disconnect your lines. Mesdames et Messieurs, ceci termine la belle conférence pour aujourd'hui. Merci de votre participation. Féminin
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.